Welcome Beyond the Neutral Zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Wednesday, January 31st. We are about a week and a half away from Super Bowl. What number is this? Super Bowl what? You guys know? Are we into the 60s yet? No, three. What? Super Bowl three. That's not correct. What? I don't know what number it is, but we're a week and a half away from the Super Bowl. Whatever it is. Look it up for us, Ben. What Super Bowl are we on? Is it what? What's your guess, Tanner? I'm guessing like 59. No, 59. You don't think it's 59? No. What do you think? I'm going to say 56. Okay. What we have, Ben? 58. 58. Okay. All right. I was closer. Yeah. I was still close. But I was a little bit closest. He did say 57. So, I mean. Did you say 57? Oh, okay. After I jokingly said three, but I did say 57. Gotcha. But okay. now you were farthest away. We're going three. <laughs> three. So, if we were playing prices right rules, Ben would win. Yeah. Because I was open. So, anyway. Today. We are going to be ranking our top 10 Super Bowls, but with a catch. It's Super Bowls that we can remember. So none of us are that old. So if you're over the age of like 33, 35 years old, there's going to be some Super Bowls. You're going to be like, how in the world is that Super Bowl not on there? Don't be shouting Joe Montana out here like we know who that yeah, is. Yeah, we, we, none of us saw Joe Montana play football. Okay. okay. We do know who Joe Montana is, but yeah. none of us saw him play football. So. Yeah. Tanner. I can't Yo. go the rest of this podcast with your fly being undone. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna have to zip that. Why are you looking down there, I, I, bro? I'm sorry, it's just right in front of me. Okay, that's a re- that's a true bro though. <laughs> that's a true bro. There's no way we just opened the podcast, <laughs> bro. I appreciate that's a true bro. Though, yeah, man. I appreciate you. All right, so uh, now that I got that out of the way, we're gonna be ranking our top ten Super Bowls that we can actually remember. So it's not going to be, you know, anything old. Like Tanner, the Titans fan, but obviously we don't remember watching the Titans play in the Super Appreciate Bowl. Appreciate it. Thank so you. So that's not going to be on there. Tanner's never going to remember the Titans playing the Super Bowl the rest of his life because they're just not going to get there again. But, you know, and it's, it's, hey, that means you're a true fan. Okay. You're a true fan. You can just be there forever and they just never get there. You could be the, the modern day form of the Lions fans. All right. No, that sounds miserable. I mean, that's, that's you. All right. That's, I mean, well, I was going to say the Bears, but the Bears were decent a few, like, 10 They got to the NFC Championship game eight years ago with Walker. 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 Yeah. What are you talking Joe Flacco. He, no. He, no. Jay Cutler. Sorry. Sorry. Wrong person. But the Titans got to the AFC Championship just a couple years ago. 2019. So, so it's actually, I don't know. They're, they're the modern Bears. Yes. I don't know. I think the Bears are worse than the Titans. But I'll call them the Lions. Modern day Lions. Anyway. The Titans or Bears? The Titans are modern day Lions. Brian Callahan's going to turn that You can go 40 years and not make it to the Super Bowl. Brian Callahan's going to turn that around, bro. Okay. All right. It's going to happen. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway. So I'm thinking we should do the number 10 ranked Super Bowl. Wait a second. Whoa. I can't let this slide. Hang on. How can we be the modern day Lions? When we've been to a Super Bowl in less than 50 years and we have multiple playoff wins, like we have more, I would say triple the amount of playoff wins. So what I'm saying is the Titans are starting on their Lions path starting in the year 2000 on the the path that the Lions started whenever in like the 80s. 
Okay. This be falling apart. My flies end up. My collar's up. I just don't know. I'm sorry. Go so ahead. the last time the Lions went to the Super Bowl was like the 80s or something like that. It was less than that. Maybe the 70s. No, it was not less than that. I'm thinking it was, well, I think it was the 70s. Okay. Anyway, so the Lions started their path then, not that the Titans started in the year 2000. So. Yeah. So 20 years, like 20 yeah. years, and we've at least been to an AFC so championship. So you're 20 years into this 50 year lifespan. So we've been to an AFC championship, multiple playoff wins, and we've been the number one seed. Do not remind me how that was. That in the eighties, bro. In the early nineties, they had Barry Sanders. Okay. They had some success. Still. You know? And then it, the worst days came after that. So your worst days are yet to come. That's that's what I'm Stop saying. Stop it, Brandon. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like in the twenty thirties, you're gonna have a season where you go 0 and seventeenth. Yeah, that's that's if you're on the same path, that's what's going to happen. Some uh, one of the years in the 20s. Listen to this guy. He goes from Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love has one year, and he swears up and down his franchise is next to the Patriots. I mean, probably the Chiefs right now. No, no other franchise has had a 30 year run like the Packers have. No, literally nobody. And it's just, it's just you know amazing that you're all of a sudden a Packers fan. Not all of a sudden, but it's amazing that you're a Packers fan. yeah, it is amazing. I'm incredibly lucky. I know that. I know that. Yeah. All right. So I'm, you haven't been through the down. Years. No, I haven't. I have not had part. You haven't years. been through the down years. Our worst years are like even. You haven't been through the Ryan Tannehills. You haven't been through the Tannehill. Matt Hasselbeck. Uh-huh. You haven't been through the Jake Lockers. Ryan Tannehill does not belong to his other names. He gave us it. But he gave it, you. In my mind, he does. He gave you at least respectable seats. In my mind, he does. Okay. So back to our list. I think we should start with the 10th ranked Super Bowl and work our way up to number one. Sound good to you guys? Meaning worst to best? Yeah, worst okay. to best. I'll worst the- of the best to the best. Yes, worst of the best. So, one, three, four, five, six, huh? seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. So, at number 10, our number 10 ranked Super Bowl. By the year, by the way, the oldest Super Bowl on our list is 2000, the 2008 Super Bowl. Okay. So, the number 10 Super Bowl on our list. Is from the year 2011. Packers beating the Steelers 2011. Aaron Rodgers balled out. Packers defense also balled out in that Super Bowl. Now we know why he wanted to start from 10 to 1. Yeah. I gave this game, Packers Steelers, one point. So they were my 10th ranked Super Bowl. Ben gave them three. Oh, no. Tanner gave them three points. Ben did not give them any points. I gave it two. Yes. I. Okay, so I see what happened. Ben must have had a typo on his information that he sent our fourth party. Because there is another Super Bowl on this list that is not possible. (laughs) Packers versus Giants. They are both NFC teams. That is not possible. (laughs) That is not a possible Super Bowl. And it received two points from Ben. Uh, that is not possible. So that's the one that he meant. Okay. So in all reality, that Super Bowl would be ahead of the one we got. But because of Ben's stupidity, we're going to keep it at number 10. Heard. I'm surprised you gave that one three points. Why, Tanner? Yeah, you gave it the most out of any of them. Yeah, just because, I mean, it was a good Super Bowl. It's just the ones that I have under that I thought was the worst. So it wasn't as much I thought it was ranked that. I just thought that Super Bowl was better than the ones that I had under it. Like, it wasn't as much a pro Packers Steelers as it was. I just feel like it was a little bad. Well, the good news is I did, like, 
delete some of them and go back and like restructure the order. And I thought I might have messed up multiple of them. But the good news is I'm just stupid and just somehow that was a complete typo. <laughs> I'm surprised Dad I didn't say anything about that one. That one is, I mean, that one was pretty obvious that something was screwed up there. It's uh, it's past his bedtime. Yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that is our number ten. I probably would not have had it listed at all, and in my top ten, if it weren't for the fact that I'm a Packers fan. But I feel like I had to have it listed on there, just because the reality of that Super Bowl was. It really wasn't close. Like, yeah. the Packers owned that game. Like, they just owned it the whole time. So, I probably wouldn't have had it on there, but I'm a Packers fan, so I had to give them at least one point. It was between 9 and 10 for me. So, anyway. So, our I'm so confused what's going on with this ranking list right now. It doesn't make any sense. Anyway, number 9 on the list, with Tanner giving four points and Ben giving one, me giving zero, 49ers and Ravens. Ravens win. This was the lights going out game. I didn't have it on there at all. No. The game, in my opinion, this game just wasn't a good football game yeah. at all. It's memorable only because the lights went out. Yeah. Everyone remembers a Super Bowl. I think it needs to be something other than that. I need to remember something about the game. Not that they'll still a three-point game. I don't care about the score. The, ga- the game was a blowout. But anyway, so explain. Tanner, you were the highest on the game. You gave it four points. Yeah, so I gave it four because... And, and look, I'm going to be totally honest. This game would not have been a game if it wasn't for the power outage. That is literally the only reason the 49ers came back in this game. And I completely realized that. But it was the fact of them coming back and making it a game and it coming back to the last, to coming down to the last possession that was really enjoyable for me. And another reason that I gave it so high, I'm a massive Ray Lewis fan. So I love seeing Ray Lewis get a ring. He already so, had a ring. Oh, I know, but I love seeing him get another ring. So, like, one that I really like, one of the ones that I can remember basically seeing Ray Lewis get a ring because I'm a massive Ray Lewis fan. So, that one was a little more sentimental to me, I guess. Okay. So, yeah. It it came down to last possession. It was a good game after the power outage. They came back. So, I mean, yeah, it was was a good Super Bowl for me. Ben, do you remember anything about the game that you'd like to talk about? You gave it one point. Yeah. Honestly, I gave it one point. Just because it is such a memorable Super Bowl with the lights going out and stuff. And despite it being a blowout, it was a three-point game at the end. And to Tanner's point also, I do really love Ray Lewis. I was happy to see him win another ring. So that that's pretty much the only reasons. As far as the actual game goes, it was kind of boring. The The guy that shall not be named did run a ton in the second half. That was he pretty much out their whole offense. Half, but that that's it. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll stand by. I just don't. I just I don't think it was a great game. I don't know. It just doesn't move me, bro. It doesn't move me. I don't know. If I remember the halftime show more than the game and the lights going out. It was the halftime show. Beyonce. Oh, that's right. Yeah. But anyway, the number eight team on the list. Super Bowl, not team. Sorry, yeah. Number eight Super Bowl on the list. Thank you, Ben. Chiefs over Eagles. This was the in 2023. This was this year. This was at eight? 
Yes. Ben gave Oh, this, how did I forget about I forgot about that so Super Bowl. Ben Ben this the most recent Super Bowl you forgot about? <laughs> how did I forget about that Super Ben Bowl? Ben gave it six. No. Tanner forgot about it. I didn't list it at all. I didn't I didn't get it. So so Tanner forgot it apparently. I didn't list it because look, this game ended on an anticlimactic field goal. Yeah. And if that's still a great game though. I think anticlimactic field goals just destroy football games. I think it ruins the whole game. That's understandable. I I don't want any part I don't I don't want if the game ends like that, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth and I don't want any part of it. The rest the rest all these other Super Bowls on the list. All the ones that you all have listed and I have listed, yeah. every, this, that is the only one that ended in an anticlimactic field goal. Mm. That's the only one. That was the two best teams of that season go and get it, and it was a fantastic game. They both offenses balled out, and it's, yeah. it wasn't because the defenses were playing bad. It was literally just both offenses balling out, and it was fun to watch. Yeah, the penalty, obviously the penalty sucks, but yeah. I agree with everything Ben said. I I don't know if I would have had this in my top five because I love my top five Super Bowls so much, but it would I would have definitely had it on the list. I just don't know how in the world I forgot about this Super Bowl, bro. I just have no idea. But it was a shootout. I love Super Bowls that are shootouts, bro. Yeah, I, I love I, Super I can't Bowls disagree that are with that. Yeah, I I I want to say again the the anticlimactic field goals. Though whether it's regular season, postseason, I I cannot stand that. Oh. It drives me insane, dude. No wonder it was eight. I was the only one that voted for it. Yeah, you were the hey, only one. Yeah, I single handedly brought that into in yeah. contention. Ben had it in its in his top five. Now Ben is a little younger than us, and that is the most recent Super Bowl, so it makes a little more sense that Ben would have it higher. But it was also a good Super Bowl. It was it was good. I thought about putting it in my top ten, but I was nah, forgot about it, bro. He put he put Packers Steelers over that. Yeah, you tried to put Packers Steelers over that. You just no, you didn't. You no, I did. Not even close. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, next up on that was number eight on eight. Yeah. Okay, number seven, Giants over Patriots, the two thousand twelve. So the Giants versus Patriots, two point I gave it six points, which means I had it number five. Ben gave it five points, which means number six for him. And Tanner gave it one point, which is number ten for him. Wow. Salty much? Tanner's also the biggest Tom Brady lover of the bunch here, so not now, that surprised. I'm not. No, I'm not going to lie. The reason that, and I, I even told Brandon this, the reason that I wanted it to be on my list, one, because I know it's a good game, and two, the catch. Like, that sideline catch was... That sideline catch by itself in that situation deserves to be on so the Mario Manningham. I just don't remember. I don't know why. I don't remember this game. Yeah, like, as a, as a I Tom, don't remember Brady, anything else about this game. As a Tom Brady fan, you just tried to erase it from your Yeah, memory. Literally, Patriots, Giants, Super Bowls, I just try to erase from it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I will not give Eli Manning credit. So, this game... By the way, we, we just talked about the Mario Manning, Mario Manningham Mario Manningham catch on the sideline, which started the last drive for the Giants. They scored that last touchdown. This game started. I didn't. I didn't remember this until I looked up this game earlier today. But this game, the first score of this game was Tom Brady taking an intentional grounding in his own end zone for a safety. That's how the game started. What an odd way to start it in a, a Super Bowl. Like that's fascinating to me. By the way, obviously, we're getting into another Giants-Patriots game later on, but 
Eli Manning, something about playoffs, man. Something about playoffs and the Super Bowls. Like, the dude just made clutch throw after clutch throw after clutch throw. I, I, I don't know how something clicked in with that guy in the playoffs, man. When you face the GOAT, it just brings goodness out of you for the moment. Yeah. You know? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, dude, That'd be for Matt Ryan. Dude just played out of his mind. Hey, Matt, Matt Ryan played well. Play calling in that game, though. That was, that was, that was rough. That's another game that we'll be talking about soon. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? John Did you Patriots? really not put that on your list? I tried to not put it on my list. Okay, I was about to say. Right. Anything else you all want to say about Patriots Giants? No, sir. Let's move on. Anytime Tom Brady loses, it's a happy day. Okay. Thanks. You're ridiculous. Go lay in the road. Not really. I love you. I love you. I was like, that's good. Go ahead. That was number what? Seven? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was seven. Okay. Number six. Rams over Bengals 2022. Yeah. I gave it five points. Tanner gave it five points and Ben gave it three points. Okay. Both of you all put this over the Chiefs Eagles game? Yes. Yeah, I did. I told you I forgot about it. It took, it took a, a last minute drive that they yeah. needed a touchdown and he throws it and Matthew Stafford throws it to Cooper Cup. That's a way better yeah. clutch drive than a penalty in a field goal. Okay. All right, that, that's just that's as simple as it gets. Aaron Donald played out of his mind in this game. Oh, they yeah. they broke the record for sacks in a single Super Bowl. I mean, okay, Joe every, every team that played yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals that year broke the record. Joe, oh. I'm pretty sure they broke a playoff record number of Oh, of course. Joe Burrow was running for his life the whole game. It was absolute chaos. And even still, T. Higgins had a 75-yard touchdown yeah. that he— Took Jalen Ramsey by the face mask and turned him all the way around. And he, <laughs> there was no call. But anyway, there's just all kinds of chaos in this game. It was a fun, fun game. You guys aren't going to agree with this, but, well, you may, but like, I think if Odell doesn't tear his ACL, I don't even think the game is close. Yes, it is. You're 100%. Yeah. If the, Odell doesn't tear his ACL, the game. Their first couple, their first drive. They look, Odell Beckham Jr. was unstoppable. He was going for MVP. You know? Oh, yeah. 100. I, I, trust me. I remember this dude. Yeah. Because I had a DraftKings lineup for that game. Did you? With Odell? And I had, so it, I don't know if you know this, for the single game stuff on DraftKings, you have to do a team captain. So you pay twice as much of your salary for that than you typically. Oh, I've never played. And they, like, and then they double. So you pay twice as much for the salary, but it also doubles the points that you get for them. So whatever points they get, you, they, you just double their points. Mm. So you have to you have to get that captain right if you want any chance of winning big mm. money. So my captain was Odell Beckham Jr. Because I was like, all right, I'm going to go, go Odell Beckham Jr. But my other my other players are going to be Cooper Cup. It's going to be Matthew Stafford, and I'll do the Rams defense. So I was just I was just like Rams Ooh. dominate. This is what I'm doing. This is the kind of lineup I'm doing for the Super Bowl. And I was, in that first drive, I was like, "Dude, oh. this is going exactly like I thought it was going to go. This is perfect, perfect, perfect." And then he tears his ACL, and I'm like, "Oh, like I legitimately, whenever he tore his ACL, I was on pace to be in the running for that millionaire maker. Like I was in, I was on pace to have that kind of game. Like that's that's what was happening. I was like, dude, even if I don't win the million. I'm going to win a lot of money today. And then, boom, there goes an ACL. Gotta be there goes me. Brandon's money. Get rid of the turf. Go to grass. Come on now. Well, then they went to grass the next year. Yeah, ban the turf, bro. And honestly, that uh, despite how good that Super Bowl was, somehow it was still an amazing Super Bowl. That No one could keep their footing. They were all sliding everywhere. Yeah, it was chaos. But it was still a really good Super Bowl. 
Anyway, RIP to Odell's knees because they've never been the same. So we enjoyed it while it lasted, Odell, but you're never going to be the same, man. Sad times, sad times. Although, can you imagine how cool it would have been in those giant Super Bowls over the Patriots if Odell Beckham Jr. was in those two? Make it a one-handed. Oh, my goodness. That'd be so fun. That catch. Anyway, that was number six. Number five on our list. We are tearing through this. Okay. Number five Super Bowl. This is, this one is, this one is one of the most memorable Super Bowls of all time. For anybody of any age, really. Patriots over Seahawks. Ooh. I gave it. I'm glad that made it. I gave it, I gave it seven points. Tanner gave it seven points and Ben gave it four points. Hey, we're on this, bro. What's no. your top ten? What your top five, bro? I didn't realize I had it that low to be honest. You put it at number seven. Me and Tanner had it at number four. I would have had I, I should have no, had we this. had it seven. He had oh well yeah. the other way. I should have had this over the Chiefs game last year for sure. So okay, so obviously we know about Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball at the one yard line. Then. Apparently, not going off guard. Have you heard him talk about that? He laughed in Pete Carroll's face coming off. Yeah, the bro. yeah. Have he you said, not heard about I'm that? I'm not surprised. He said he said he wasn't mad. He wasn't crying. He literally just went and horse laughed in Pete, in Carroll's, Pete Carroll's face. face because he said in the huddle when Russ called the play, everybody just looked shocked, bro. Like, are we really running this? And he literally said he just horse laughs in Pete Carroll's face and just walks to the locker room. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I sorry. don't. I don't blame the guy. Sorry, to be honest with you, I look. I, I mean, whatever. But it, I, so this, everybody knows about the Marshawn Lynch not getting the ball at the one yard line, and then he throws the interception. Who was the guy for the Patriots who got the interception again? Something Butler, Malcolm Butler. Malcolm Butler. Yeah. Yeah. The same guy that was benched in the Eagles Patriots game. Yes. So, which is insane, but we'll talk about that later. So, that drive, by the way, let's just think about that last drive by the Seahawks for a second. Mm -hmm. That drive was insane. Just absolute insanity. Being capped off with the most insane play, which was passed to Javon Curse for 33 yards. That's what put them like on the goal line, basically. The ball was like tipped up in the air. Multiple times, and then Javon Curse, like while falling backwards, is able to react to it and catch it off the deflections. Which and and then Patriots fans everywhere have their hands on their head and are like, "Oh no, we've got a helmet catch situation all over again." Because all they got to do is run the ball a couple times into the end zone, and boom, they lose again. And that 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 Javon Curse catch, that deflection catch, would have gone down an infamy infamy just like the helmet catch was. Mm. Like it would have been almost on that same level. And and by the way, all these like the the fact that Pete Carroll didn't run the ball on that play, it wasn't like there was like thirty seconds left in the game, and like if you run and get stopped, you're gonna have to do hurry up or anything like that. It was not that. It was like it was like fifty something seconds. Like you got plenty of time, and I think they maybe even had one timeout left. Like the time was not an issue at all. You could run the ball. It was not like the situation the Lions were in this past week where they had to throw it, but they ran it instead. It was not like that. You definitely could have ran it. They should have, like, they literally should have ran the ball four straight times. There was, like, no other play was acceptable. Run the ball. You were, like, on the two-yard line. Run it four times with Marshawn Lynch. You are scoring a touchdown, but like, 100%. But you talk about all the time with head coaches having egos. 
This was a Pete Carroll ego move. He, he wanted Russell Wilson to have the credit for the win. Yeah. That's what he wanted. I don't think it was Pete Carroll ego as much as it was wanting him, wanting Russell Wilson to be a star. Like he was wanting Russell Wilson to be legendary. So he let Russell Wilson have the chance and Russ blew it and was never that Seahawks team was never the same after the Super Bowl. Correct. Are you the same after the, Yeah, you can't. Like, really do. I, I don't understand. Like <laughs> that. You guys remember seeing the meme of Richard Sherman's face? Dude, when that play happens, like the look on Richard Sherman's face. Have you not seen that? I'm sure I have. I just so he's just like he had he Dude. has the same face anytime it's brought up now. Yeah, he's just the same. Yeah. Dude, it's really funny. And listening to Marshawn Lattimore talk about that play or Marshawn Lattimore. What in the world? Richard Sherman. I don't know what I'm doing with what? Mar- well, that is the most like that's not even close to Richard Sherman. What in the Dude, world? My my my, <laughs> my brain is not working today. Apparently, <laughs> neither of your brains are working today. What's going on? So, what did Adolf Hitler say about that? <laughs> I can't even say that now, dude. All right. Well, anyways, listening to Richard Sherman talk about that. Hold on. Before we move on, Marshawn Lattimore. Wasn't that the running back for South Carolina that tore his ACL like 14 times? No, there's no. a corner in the NFL named Mark Is Lattimore. it Mark? Maybe it was Marcus Lattimore that did that. Okay, Mark okay. Lattimore. Okay, anyways. The Richard Sherman, listening to him talk about that even to this day, it like just about not even the moment, but like the facts that Pete Carroll called a passing play at that time and he, they picked it like, it completely blew that team apart. Like Richard Sherman has said that the defense was never the same after that. They felt like they couldn't trust the offense and all this other stuff. Like it caused a hundred percent rift throughout that whole team. Yeah, I don't blame. Why is it not? Like yeah. I, th- once again, like I just don't understand how. I mean, like, and they've even said that if we hand the ball off to Marshawn four times right there and he doesn't get in, we can live with it. But he was like, the way that it happened, he was like, that there, there was no, like, we couldn't trust anymore at that point. It would just ruin the whole thing. Once again, look, I'm going to make sure that I give credit. Butler made a fantastic play. Like, can we just take a second and at least credit him oh, for that? What? He made a fantastic play. Let's talk about the mentality. Hold on. Can we talk about the PI that happened during it all? Okay, that, that's that closing PI. It's too that close to get that call. He, so, he played through the receiver to intercept the ball. Let's talk about this. The, the mentality of the corner in that situation, your only chance to win that game, because you know your defensive line isn't holding it for four mm-hmm. plays against Marshawn Lynch. Your only chance is to just hope that they get dumb and try to throw a slant. That's your only chance. So because of that, you're going to be hyper-aggressive and you've got to break on it. So he knew the only thing that he could possibly do and he did that to be to his credit like hey this is the only chance i got i'm going for it and and he went for it and this the seahawks were dumb enough to run that play. i don't know if i like have, i don't hold on have you heard belichick talk about this play that's what i was gonna no. say yeah that's what they I specifically say. saw this on the scouting report yeah. and they had been practicing for that exact pass play that entire week yeah, kind of and a rub route. Yeah, and yeah. Belichick literally told them to watch out for that play yeah. before the play. 
And then that's whenever that pick. Yeah, that's incredible coaching. Yeah. And, and, and to double up again, that's your only chance. You've got to bank on that. You've got to just hope they run that play. And if they do, let's go intercept it. Let's win this game. And if they don't, oh, well, Marshawn Lynch got in. It's, now, let's be honest. If Marshawn Lynch gets in on that play, I don't how many seconds are left in the game. Tom Brady would have had a chance. Go Brady no, going down. Never mind. There was 26 seconds. He, I, go, uh, I trust Go Brady. Go Brady going to go down there and score a touchdown. I trust Go Brady. I don't. I don't. The Patriots didn't have that count. Off. I don't care. It's Go Brady. <laughs> it's Go Brady. I don't think you. If it was like fifty something seconds, I would agree with you. But twenty six. Go Brady. Gonna, he gonna scramble seventy five yards to win a, to win a Super Bowl. Oh, okay. That's not gonna happen. Gronk would have caught the pass and just ran straight line, and no one <laughs> tackled him. That's what would have happened. Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So I. So. The Seahawks, whenever they got first and goal at the Patriots five, Seahawks had first and goal from the Patriots five. They called a timeout before that play. So they had two timeouts left. First down, Marshawn Lynch left tackle for four yards from the five. He gets to the one from the five on first down. They called their second timeout. Okay. So on their second timeout, there's 26 seconds to go in the game. Marshawn Lynch just ran the ball for four yards from the fives. 26 seconds. You've still got one timeout. So let's say, let's just say you run it and get stopped. Let's say you get stuffed at the one again. Call okay. a timeout. You get stuffed at the one. It's third and goal with 20 seconds left. Okay? That third down play, you're probably going to throw a pass, to be honest, because you don't have another timeout. That way, if it's incomplete on third down play, and you, you also tell Russell Wilson to scramble for a second, and if there's not somebody there, throw it out of the back of the end zone. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's that's what the third down play should be. And then if it's still not a touchdown after the third down, you get fourth and one, you got one play for all the marbles, you're handing the ball to Marshawn Lynch on that last play. I don't. I still don't know if they're... I don't even know if they're doing that. I think Pete Carroll's throwing the ball again. No, I really do. That would be so unacceptable. What, I, what I'm saying is... And you're saying that play call wasn't unacceptable? So <laughs> I'm, I'm saying what should have went down. Oh, you're saying what should happen? This is okay. what should have happened. Worst case scenario for the Seahawks. What, oh, okay. what I am spanning, what I am spilling out to you right now is what the Seahawks should have done with worst case scenario. That's what they should have done. I got you. And if let's say on second down, let's say they took this strategy and said, "Hey, second down, we've got we've got one timeout left. Let's throw on second down because they're not going to be expecting it. That way, we got a timeout to use after third down if we get stuffed on the run." Okay. So if that was their strategy, their second down play should have been what I said. It should have been a Russell Wilson scramble, see if somebody comes open, and if not, throw it out of the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. Then you've got two plays and one timeout to call in between if you need to. Yeah. If that was the kind of strategy they're going for, you should not have done the snap, no read, throw, no matter what play. Because that's what that play was. It was a snap, don't read the defense, you're literally just snapping and throwing. There's no reading going on. And I just think that's too high of a risk in that situation. You do not want your quarterback throwing a no-read pass in that situation. That's just too risky. But anyway, it obviously was a disaster. It's obviously been talked about a ton. I'm sure Pete Carroll has nightmares about it on a weekly basis still to this day. And he deserves those, so whatever. But yeah, it's something that I'll be disappointed about for the rest of my life, and Tanner will be thrilled about for the rest of his life. So anything else you all want to say about this game? No, and I want to also point out this was a fun game, even without the chaos at the end. It was really, really, really good football game. Yeah, 
by the way, I think this like may have been the only football, only Super Bowl that me and Ben have like watched with like our entire family at one place. How did they react? How did your family react to that? Most that? most of my family hated the Seahawks, so they were pretty excited about it. Heard, yeah. Were, was this a Uncle you were Keith? pulling? No, our Uncle Joe had a timeshare at a cabin in Gatlinburg, uh, and we were all in Gatlinburg watching. It. Shout out Uncle Joe, right? Yeah. I don't know who Uncle Joe is, but you sound like a great guy. He's a cool Shout dude. Shout out. E- everyone has an Uncle Joe. That's true. Everybody has an Uncle Joe. <laughs> I don't know if I have an Uncle Joe. Do you not have an Uncle Joe? I don't know if That's I have sad, an Uncle Joe. Bro. That's yeah. sad, Anyway, let's move on. That was Super Bowl number what? I don't even know what number that was. That was number... I think that was number five. five. I think you're right. All right. So that was ten. That was nine, eight, seven, six, five. That was five. Number four. In the top five. Another Patriots Super Bowl. Patriots over Falcons 2017. I gave it four points. Tanner gave it eight. Ben gave it seven. I was just going to tell you why mine's not a tie. The reason I don't have mine as a top five. Kind of. You're kind of on the right line. The reason why I'm not a fan of it is because one team dominated one half of the game and the other team dominated the second half. It wasn't really like a back and forth. Like this team... This team, like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's about to happen. It was literally one team had complete control of the game, and then the other half, the other team had complete control of the game. And it was just, it was just. Can we tell the real, the real reason now? It's because the Lady Gaga on the halftime show. That's why. That was a good halftime show, by the way. I forgot about that. Lady Gaga did a good job. That was yes. a good one. Anyway, yeah, th- this was a good Super Bowl, but that's the reason why I don't have it in my top fives. But Tanner, I'll go ahead and let you talk about it, bro. Just. Go Brady doing Grope Brady faints, man. Like, terrible first half. Got it together in the second half. Once again, massive game-winning drive. I am going to give credit where credit's due. Part of that was the atrocious play calling by the Falcons. I will say that. The Falcons definitely lost the Super Bowl. I'm not going to say the Patriots technically won it. But, I mean, when you put the greatest quarterback in history in that situation... I mean, and especially when they've got the ball rolling and the offense is getting going. I mean, you just you got to be smart. Yeah. So like that's that's honestly what it comes what it comes down to. And I can't let you get by talking about this game without mentioning that it did go to overtime, and there was a coin toss, and Tom Brady did win the coin toss. The Falcons had the MVP of the entire NFL on their team. He did not get choked in the second. He he didn't choke choke in the second. Okay, he did not play good in that second half. Matt Ryan did not play good. I don't know. There was a few big-time plays, especially the Julio Jones sideline catch was ridiculous. That was on Julio Jones, though. But anyway, we uh, that's still one of my biggest complaints about. That's that's one of the biggest examples of what I point to when I complain about the NFL overtime rules Mm -hmm. is the MVP of the NFL was in overtime in the Super Bowl and did not get to touch the football. Okay, the MVP also had a 28-3 lead yes, and blew I mean, it. That's okay? fine. I mean, the coaches started playing scared because Tom Brady's on the other side of the field. That's Dude, that's what happened. Did you all see that they literally could have started kneeing the ball in the third yes. quarter and they would have won the game yeah. if oh. they only took knees on offense? Yeah, I mean, you just needed to get the clock down. And they- I really want to go look at Matt Wright's stats in the second half now. Like, I'm really curious. I don't know exactly, I don't even remember exactly what was going on, but there was a lot of weird, weird, chaotic, strange things going on in that second half. I just remember, do you guys remember the the Peyton Manning housewarming? Because that was his, the first Super Bowl after his retirement, I'm pretty sure. 
Really? He retired that early? Maybe. I, I think. No, that's because I may be I may be wrong. That was twenty seven. Do you guys remember? Do you all remember the video that came out like about him, like his housewarming party or something, like his Super Bowl party, no. where it ends when at the touchdown to end the game he throws the football at the TV. Do you guys not remember that? No, I oh, watch it, that, bro. I'll show you guys the video after the podcast. Is this like a Saturday Night Light? Not Saturday sort Night Live skit. Sort of. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a skit, obviously, okay, but it got, got it. so funny, bro. Okay, got it. Yeah, it does sound funny. Peyton Manning is a funny guy. Oh, so yeah. funny. And by the way, from this game on, Dan Quinn's career has not been the same since this. No, this was, no. yeah, this was like career altering for him. Yeah, Julio's career because, wasn't the same. Episode. That's true too. Matt Ryan's career wasn't the same. Yeah, episode. no, no. This ruined a lot of careers. Everybody on the Falcons' career got ruined, other than Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was like, oh, "Screw you guys, I'm out of here, bro." I'm going to go. By the way, just fun fact after this game, Kyle Shanahan gets hired as a 49ers head coach. Matt LaFleur was the quarterback coach with, with, with Matt Ryan and the Falcons. When Kyle Shanahan left to go to the 49ers, Matt LaFleur just assumed that Dan Quinn was going to make him the offensive coordinator. And Dan Quinn said no. <laughs> Dan Quinn was, Dan Quinn went and got an offensive coordinator from somebody else. And Matt LaFleur was like, okay, I'm out of here. And that's when the Titans hired him at that point. So that's that's just a Dan Quinn did not want Matt LaFleur as his offensive coordinator. That was a mistake. Worked out great for Matt LaFleur so far, though. Anyway, that was just a fun little fact there. Moving on. We're into our top three. Let's go. To be honest, I, I'm going to have a bone to pick with Tanner. The fact that this game is not number one or number two. Dude, I don't even know what y'all are. Dude, 2009, Steelers versus Cardinals. What is wrong with you? Oh, not in my top. It is your, it is three, but I can't believe you got it behind the, what you got. Oh, yeah. One, what is wrong? So with I gave this, I, Ben gave this game 10. So Ben has this as his number one game. I gave it nine. So I've got it as my number two. My, hold up. My feelings are actually a little bit hurt. I'm not even lying. Actually, what is wrong with you? Tanner gave it six, so Tanner had it in his five. Okay. Five. My, oh, you had four games above this? What do I have above this? Oh, you my. You had Patriots, Falcons, and Patriots, Seahawks. You, it's the Patriots games. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have. I didn't realize I had all Patriots games in my top four. Yeah. Oh, come I didn't even realize that. No, that that was an incredible that was an incredible Super Bowl. Okay, so man, I just so like explain why it's not higher for you. It's it's because the past won the Super Bowl. That's the only reason. The past won four well, Super Bowls well, during this. No, time. one of these the Patriots lost that he had. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, they no, won. My number. So my number one game. My number one game without a doubt. That well, is. We'll get to that. One. I know, but I'm just saying like. That is my bet, my top Super Bowl. I'll fight anybody on that one. Okay. And then, like, it, it's not... I could probably put it above the Patriots-Falcons, honestly, and the Patriots-Seahawks. The lowest, the highest I think I would have this game is three. But, like, I just... That's why. I can't put it... I can't lowest. So, so, that, so, just for reference, how old were you in 2009, Tanner? That's the lowest you can put this. That was 12. 12 years old. Okay. And to be honest, so. too, I'm not going to lie. I think one reason that I don't have this game as high is two reasons. One, 
I can't stand the Steelers, bro. I hate the Steelers with a passion. Okay. Okay. Number two, I was watching this game with my stepmom, and she was a massive Steelers fan as well. So that just pissed me off even more, to be <laughs> honest. So like that's fine. To be honest, I think that's one reason that I don't have this one as that's high. Fair. Because it was the worst case scenario for me watching this game. Dude, if I was watching the Cowboys play in the Super Bowl oh, with God. Stephanie, dude, it would I would, I would get pissed. That'd be a problem. Bro. Yeah. So like, yeah, like nothing, nothing against the game. I just think, like I said, I, I think I should probably have it above the Seahawks and the Falcons Patriots game. I, I will get that, but like I cannot put it in my top three. Maybe because I just don't want a Steelers game in my top three, to be honest. Okay. I love Mike Tomlin. I absolutely love Mike Tomlin. This wasn't Mike Tomlin. Was, oh, it was this? No, it wasn't Mike Tomlin. This was... No, this, uh, no I'm saying Steelers now. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Ben, do you want to talk about the game for a second? All right. Is this your yeah. number one game? I have this as my number one. Oh, even over the other one that we're going to talk about. The reason why is because this is one of the first Super Bowls that I actually, like, remember watching, obviously, in 09. But, like... I wasn't really old enough to have fandoms of teams yet. I just liked players. I, I liked good players that were making plays. And I love Troy Polamalu and I love Larry Fitzgerald. So, like, both of them playing against each other in that stage of a game, Larry Fitzgerald going off, like, it was just amazing. Some of the catches in that game from both teams were just mind-blowing, like, yeah, I, I was, can't believe this isn't. This it was crazy. It, like, it was back and forth, just like Ben was saying, like just insane play after insane play. Uh, I mean, like it was crazy the whole time, like yeah. from the be very beginning of the game all the way to the very end. It was absolutely nuts. It was just a insane football game. Like, it, forget that it was in the Super Bowl. It would be a great game if it wasn't the Super Bowl. Yeah, and it was in the Super Bowl. Like it was just. Fantastic. The catch from Antonio Holmes at the San, 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 San Antonio. San Antonio Holmes. Yeah. The, that that catch in the end zone was just insane. And then it's uh, still debatable whether it was actually a catch or not. But I mean because his toes are kind of like on top of each other. You can't tell if the back toes actually touching the ground. You yeah, know, it's debatable. Another reason that I have such a fond memory of this was the Madden that came out the next year. You started off after the Larry Fitzgerald catch that put them down seven, yes. and you had to play and try to come well, back. It was less than seven, but because they won on the touchdown. No, it put the Cardinals down. They were down two possessions before. Well, you, you said Larry Fitzgerald after yeah. the Larry Fitzgerald. After the Larry Fitzgerald catch, you started in the game, and you were playing as the Cardinals trying to come back. So you started off in the Cardinals' defense? Yes, I believe. Okay, got it. Yeah, okay. If I'm remembering correctly, yeah. I know you started after the Larry Fitzgerald catch. I didn't so remember like, the details from that Madden uh, game from that, but I do remember the Madden game itself wasn't the greatest Madden game yeah. ever. But the the little like the story mode is not the right word. The moments because the, the Madden, moments do they yeah. still have moments? I don't think so. because they they so at that time they had moments that you could go back and play from like crazy playoff games and stuff. Yeah, but. Like you started off with that moment in the Super yeah. Bowl, or you you come back as the you said you were playing as the Cardinals. Yeah, you come back as the Cardinals, and you flip the end of the game. I think you could yeah. pick 
Could you not pick if you wanted to be the Steelers or the Cardinals? Maybe you did pick. Maybe you, you did. Probably. I'm pretty sure you could pick which scenario. Anyway, did. regardless, that moment was super awesome, and it's super nostalgic. And just, just thinking about it right now, like that was yeah, awesome, dude. Like NFL, the Madden game should have that every year. Well, they should have moments it, every year. It's EA's favorite thing to do. They just take something out of the game for two to three years, and then they bring it back if it's this brand new and it's never been in the game before. <laughs> and they're like, look at this awesome feature we added. And they, Dude, they literally just took it out. Can you imagine if that was a, a, a feature in the new college football game coming out this year? If, if they had moments for college football game? That Dude, would be insane. If they had left it in and added, they have like, a long catch in the corner of the end zone in the iron the, the, the Chiefs Eng- the Chiefs Eagles moments. So they'd have to get six in there. I know they have that one. The Bear or the Bear the Bengals in the road. The Bengals Rams moments. Like you would have a good good moments from the past two Super Bowls. Yeah. Like you'd have some good ones, man. Yeah, I, I those were awesome things. When, the, you know, how long did they only- stop doing? I don't know because they had it. I I did. I kind of stopped playing Madden at about this Madden, like I, the, the one with 2012. Yeah, I I stopped about 2011. 2011, yeah, 2011, the one with Drew Brees on the cover. Yeah, that was the last one I ever. Really and played. then I didn't really start playing again until a few years ago. And that, and they didn't have moments then when you started playing. No, they again. didn't have moments. Start playing again. So at least but, through 2011, they did. The, the fact you didn't, you, you had this at five, dude. That it's just That's, insane. That is wild. That's crazy. I probably could have had it the most, but well, anyway, uh, I don't even want to know what's at number two because I know what's at number one. I don't even want to know what's at number two. It doesn't deserve to be there. You got it wrong, Ben. <laughs> Next up, the number two game on our list: Eagles versus Patriots, twenty eighteen. I gave it eight points. Ben gave it eight points. Tanner gave it ten points. Yeah. Your number one game by far. It's not even in a discussion, in my opinion. Like okay. this is by far. Like this is the this is the perfect Super Bowl game. The only thing that would have made it better is the Patriots winning the game. But like it's literally a shootout. Even the scenario of the game with like the whole Nick Foles situation coming into the game, balling out. Like I mean. Tom Brady set a not just a Super Bowl, a playoff passing record with 505 yards. I mean, this is literally the perfect Super Bowl for pretty much any fan, I feel like. Because even if you hate Tom Brady, Brady loses the Super Bowl on a strip sack. So, like, this is literally the perfect Super Bowl, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I I just, like, this is, you you literally even have the storyline. To go along with it. Like, this is the perfect Super Bowl. Everything that you're saying is actually correct. And it, everything was perfect. Yeah. But the two games that me and Ben have above it are even more perfect. Like, the, the, the top three on this list, the, these three Super Bowls, I don't know if any other Super Bowl is going to crack the top three ever. I mean, I, I don't know how you do better than these. Mm-hmm. I mean, that the, well, you're, everything you just said about Eagles Patriots is yeah. true. Okay, you got you got so the Patriots are the way better team. The Eagles, the storyline with the Eagles is insane. They've had the underdog mentality all year long. They've got a backup quarterback that came in when they had an MVP, a guy going for the MVP in Carson Wentz that tore his ACL. Then a guy named Nick Foles comes in and the offense somehow looks even better. 
And then the offense, the offense from both teams, both teams are unstoppable, breaking records all over the place. You ha- go for a two-point conversion to to try to win the game at the end. You call it the Philly special. Everything is perfect about that. That was the end of the first half. Oh, end of the first really? That okay. was the end of the first half. Well, anyway, everything about this game was perfect. Like you said, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. I just I literally watch this game going to sleep sometimes. Like I'm not even playing because it's on YouTube. Yeah. Like I literally watched this game it's incredible. Made and I it's it's all that is everything you just said is mm-hmm. completely true. And I still have it number three just because these other two games, I can't put anything above them. And the the underdog story with Nick Foles alone doing what he did in this game against Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, just going and Tom Brady, it wasn't he didn't have a bad game. Dude played out of his freaking mind, okay? Yeah. Yeah, and Nick Foles just went toe to toe the whole time. He just matched everything. It was insane, and so I don't have anything bad about say about this game. It's number three for me. I've got two above it, but I cannot smack this game at all. Cannot trash it at all. It was incredible to watch. Ben wants the whole time. Ben wants. I don't think even Ben can't even trash. Ben had it third. He can't trash it too much. What do you? What else you got to say about Ben? I wish I didn't have this game on my list so that Cardinals Steelers could be number two. How many points did it beat? It beat it by one point. <laughs> this beat Cardinal Steelers by one point. I, I really want to go Stephen A. Smith on you right now, but I'm going to hold it. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it composed. And you, you don't have anything to add to the game, nope. Ben? Nope, nothing. Okay. You said you said in this game Gronkowski was kind of quiet in the first half, and then he was dominant in the second half. Tanner, is that what, what did you, did you say? That's what he did in this game, Tanner. Oh, sorry. The Titans just hired a defensive coordinator. Okay. Denard Wilson. So I was reading about that. Sorry. Well, that reminds me. We, we'll get to some coach hiring. Yeah, end, sorry. So. I was looking at that. What, what, what now? So what Gronkowski. Yeah, so he had a quiet so he had a quiet first half, and then he went ballistic. And I'm pretty sure the Patriots' first drive coming out of halftime. Three, I think, Brady's... Gronk caught the touchdown pass. I'm pretty sure he had at least four talk, four catches wow. uh, coming out of that drop. Like he just he got it together 100. percent Yeah. The, the crazy thing about this game is, is the the further that we get away from Tom Brady actually playing in the NFL, mm-hmm. I feel like every day that we go longer without him actually playing, my respect for him grows a little more. I have a little more appreciation for what he actually mm-hmm. did in his career. But even that being said, most of Tom Brady's games in his career, I really wasn't that impressed most of the time. This game is different, though. Mm-hmm. I think this is the best game Tom Brady ever played. He done everything. And the thing about this game, he literally done. I don't think there was anything he could have done. Nothing different. Yeah, you're right. Like other because I don't even put the strip sack on him, bro. Yeah. The pocket just collapsed. He got it from behind. Yeah. So like. He got it from behind. That didn't sound good. I mean, yeah, he got the sack came from behind. That's what I mean. I thought the same thing you did. I was gonna let it go, that is, and then you called it yourself. Shit, that didn't sound good. Anyway, well, but, pause. Yeah, pause. <laughs> I was waiting on you to go pause. Um, but yeah, like he he could not. There's nothing Tom Brady could have done in this game. He missed a couple of throws in this game, but I mean. I don't know what you could have asked him to do different. Like I really don't, man. I agree. Do you have do you have much pushback from me saying that this is the best game he ever played? Because I honestly believe it was the best game he ever played. I, I really, really do. 
And unfortunately, in football, that happens to the quarterback sometimes. You can play the best game you've ever yeah. played, and you lose. It's crazy. I don't know if I could... For, okay, well, it depends. If you're looking at it from a statistical standpoint, this is the best game you ever played, 100%. But if you look at it from a... I don't even... I'm one, from a moment perspective, and two, from just how he played in general, I would look at the AFC Championship game that he played with the Patriots again at what's the name of Kansas City's Chiefs? Yeah, the Chiefs. Oh, at Arrowhead. Yeah, at Arrowhead, where he completed three straight third and tens on his final drive to win the game. Gotcha. Like, okay, he played that, fantastic that in been, that game. That may have been his best, like clutch, per, like yeah. clutch performance. But I'm yeah. talking about the entire game. I don't yeah. think I I don't think I've seen Tom Brady play better over the course of a whole game better than this yeah. game, which is unfortunate for him. But anyway, that the, the game you're talking about, he played outstanding too. And it has really been talked about. And I'm not trying to follow and that. That happens to quarterbacks because Josh Allen's best game ever. Yeah, he lost against the Chiefs and yeah. and and Patrick Mahomes. But two things, like one, the fact that Malcolm Butler was benched minutes before this game started has been that was strange. It, it's it's so from what from what I heard. He got into it with his defensive coordinator before the game. Right. And Belichick decided to bench him because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard something similar. That's yeah. so insane, if that's why. Yeah. That is that is just... Belichick's always been that's a team over so, That's so insane. Coach. Okay. Yeah. Now, let's be honest for a second. The man literally Malcolm won Butler, you that Super Bowl. Yeah, Malcolm Butler is a Super Bowl legend. Mm-hmm. But he really was not a top-tier corner. Like he was not like an elite corner in the NFL. Okay, it's still that year though. He was a statistical good. Set, that year, dude, he was good, but he wasn't like your typical elite lockdown corner. Like I'm just better than your best receiver kind of corner. Like he wasn't that guy, and maybe he thought he was that guy, and the defense said no. I don't know, but and reg- number- regardless, it was a very yeah. odd situation. Very- and number two to go like. To piggyback off your point a little bit of like you respecting Tom Brady more, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people feel the same way. But I say this: what Patrick, what Pat Mahomes is doing, could not come at a worse time. From the aspect of he's doing it right on the tail end of Tom Brady's career. Yeah. It makes Brady, it makes what Brady look, it makes what Brady done, I don't want to say look easy, but... The NFL's not missing anything. They're, they're not, exactly, they're not missing They've anything. They've still got their It star. literally seems like Patrick Mahomes has stepped in right where Brady left off. Yeah, there was a tour so, pass. Yeah, so, I mean, you're missing some of that, you're missing some of that with what Pat's doing. Does that make sense, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so... You're, they're not actually. You're saying they're missing some of that. They're actually not missing anything. The problem is they're not missing it. Yeah, like, that's so that's what I mean. They've yeah. still got the guy that's in his conference championship every single year. The fan, all the rest of the fan bases are already getting tired of him. But he's been and in the Super Bowl three, yeah. three out of four, three yeah. out of five, so, something like that. So the NFL already has their. What's the word I'm looking for, man? It means some people love them, some people hate them. LeBron of football? No, yeah, I mean, kind of, but that's yeah. not the dad gummit. What is the word, man? It's killing me. 
Anyway, I, I, whoever, yeah, somebody's listening to this and screaming at their phone right now. You idiot, it's this word. But I'm going to think of it as soon as we stop recording. But anyway, basically what I'm trying to say, Patrick Mahomes has already stepped into the Tom Brady role to where literally every single NFL fan either absolutely adores him or absolutely hates him. And there's no in between. Yeah. So whenever somebody has that much love and that much hate, it does nothing but boost the ratings of the of the game that they're yeah. playing in. And the same that's the LeBron effect, what you're talking about. You either love him or you hate him, but whether you love him or hate him, having that much emotion over one player is positive for the league. Yeah. So so like you're saying, he Patrick Mahomes has just stepped and the fact that Patrick Mahomes has become kind of a little more hateable in the past couple of years actually is even better for the NFL. Mm. They that they have kind of a villain like that. It's it's kind of, it's even better for them. So it's yeah, you're right. The NFL is not it's just not missed a beat with with Tom Brady being gone. Yeah. So anyway, anything else we want to say about Eagles Patriots before we move on to our number one best Super Bowl? Okay, by far. All right, all right, Tanner. Next game on the list. Actually, not just next game. The number one game on the list. By the way, we did not have. We had no consensus on any of our rankings. We, there was not a single game on our entire list where we all three had the team in the same ranking. So anyway, number one on the list, 2008 Giants-Patriots 1.0. This was the helmet catch Super Bowl. The most infamous play in Super Bowl history. Okay, some old people may push back on that and say the Immaculate Reception or something like that, but this was this was the immaculate reception in the Super Bowl, actually. I don't know if it, it may not have been. It may have just been another playoff game. Regardless, I don't care what anybody tells me. This is the most infamous play. Actually, not an infinite, infamous is the wrong word. The most famous play. You're struggling with words. I was, I was in, like, I don't in, know. Infamous is the opposite. Yeah. Y'all struggling with words tonight, bro. Infamous means that it's famous because of something bad that happened. Well, so that's not that's not the right. It is very bad, this, actually. This, it it this is, is the very most bad. famous. It's very infamous to me. So first of all, this is the, the helmet catch was the most famous play in Super Bowl history, and it was the best play in Super Bowl history. And the reason why the, you nobody can debate that it's the best play in Super Bowl history was because it was a top three play by David Tyree making the catch it was the best it was a top three play of all time by him and it was a top three play all time by Eli Manning getting out of the sack it was a double best play ever play so it's automatically it is the best play in Super Bowl history and especially in that moment at that time of the game I mean holy cow have you it's still debatable if it was a catch or not no no it's not at all it 100% yeah it got close to hitting the ground. Okay, it got close. It, it it even did touch the ground, but the ball was pinned the whole time. It never came loose. I don't know what you mean. Are you being serious or are you just playing around? By by catch rules back then, not a catch. Even back then, it was very clearly a catch, Ben. Have you guys heard about Rodney Harrison talking about this play? No. Tanner, have you heard Rodney Harrison talking about it? For, for all the viewers, I'm 100% kidding. I'm just trying to get Brandon Robb up. So, Rodney Harrison was the guy that's on t- David Tyree's back, like, trying to deflect the ball and is, like, trying to just smash the ball, just beating it out. And, like, he he literally, I saw an interview with Rodney Harrison talking about this play. And Rodney Harrison, he, 
This was years later. This was like a decade later. Rodney Harrison's talking about the play. And the look on Rodney Harrison's face when he's talking about this. A decade later, he still looks distraught. And he's talking about it. And he's like, I still don't understand what happened. He's like, I played. Was it on the 30 for 30? I don't remember where I saw it. I think I did see it. He's like, he's like, I did from the time that I started playing football at five years old, all the way through playing for Bill Belichick and the Patriots all those years. Everything that I've ever been coached, everything that I've ever been taught my entire life, everything that I've ever done right, everything I've ever done wrong in football, every single second of every bit of my football life, everything I learned all the way through football my entire life, that play, I did everything perfect. So I did everything that everybody has ever coached me to do, everything that I've ever learned to do, every single element of everything I did throughout that entire play, every millisecond of that play i did everything perfect now i'm up in the air i've got my hand on the ball the whole time i rip away one of his arms he's like he's still got the ball pinned to his helmet i get him to the ground and i'm just beating on his arms i'm pushing the ball to the ground he's like i did i i I, I did everything everything perfect everything i possibly could have done and he still caught the ball he's like so like i watching that interview with him is it kind of (laughs) sad It's kind of bad. I, at least Rodney Harrison got a couple Super Bowls. Because if he didn't get any Super Bowls in that playoff, that would be the most that would be the most sad thing ever. But but yeah, just watching Rodney Harrison talk about that is actually kind of heartbreaking. I'm like, dude, I bet that is gut wrenching right there, dude. Where you just you know you've done everything perfect. First of all, how did the ball get over here? Why is he even throwing this ball? I'm all over this guy. And then even after the ball gets up there, you're still doing everything perfect, and they still come down with the catch somehow. I mean, I, it's just absolutely incredible. But anyway, I had it as my number one. You both had it as your number two. Reasonable to have a number two, especially behind the Cardinals Steelers. I, I can't argue too much. Eagles Patriots, I might push back a little more on that one, but that's still – that's the, those three Super Bowls, man – we're just I, I if we ever get any other Super Bowl that's on that level again, I will be ecstatic. I just I don't see that coming. I yeah. really don't. Super Bowl this year about to go crazy. I think this one's gonna be fun. I actually think it's gonna be super boring. I'm not gonna lie. I think this is going to be a very boring game. I think it could be boring for three quarters. Yeah, that's... I think it could be one of those Super Bowls where three quarters is boring and the fourth quarter is insane. Yeah. So I, I can definitely see it, but we'll we'll get to that. But once again, with this giant... Okay, so another little thing. You, you were talking about the Eagles-Patriots having storylines, mm-hmm. okay? The reason why this one can't get topped to me is because of the helmet catch, all the insanity that goes into that, and then the storylines on top of it. This one can't get topped. The Patriots were undefeated. Mm-hmm. They were going for the undefeated season. The Giants were the last team in the playoffs. This is, it doesn't get any more underdog than this in the NFL. This is the most underdog you can possibly get in the Super Bowl. So I just, by the way, there was, there were some precursors to this. The Giants and Patriots played during the regular season that year. And I don't remember what the regular, what the score was in the regular season, but the Giants had the Patriots number in that game. And the Patriots won on like a last second field goal, but the Giants were winning most of that game. So the Giants believed that they could they could beat the Patriots. They're like, we had them. Like we've got the the Giants were built perfectly for that Patriots team. 
They had four elite pass rushers on that team. A great, insane defensive line with solid secondary behind it. So they could get to Tom Brady without blitzing him. And like Tom Brady's entire career, that was the only way you could really beat him. Like you had to have a pass rush that was good enough to get to Tom Brady without blitzing him. That, that his whole career was that. So the Giants just happened to have that. And I'm sure throughout the Giants entire playoff run, the Patriots kept getting disappointed to see the Giants kept making it through. They're like, crap, we really need that team out because that's the one team. That's the one team that can beat us. And that's, that's the one team that made it through, unfortunately for Patriots. But man, again, Eli Manning, I don't, I regular season Eli Manning is kind of, <laughs> he, he's kind of an average guy. And then something about those playoffs. I don't know exactly what Eli Manning's playoff record is, but it's insane. I mean, it, it's a ridiculous playoff record. But this one, this game was so much fun. And again, I said it at the end of last episode, the first two Super Bowls that I actually watched the whole time, it was actually paying attention and knowing what was going on the whole time, was Giants-Patriots 08 and Steelers-Cardinals 09. That's how I got introduced to the Super Bowl was those two years. I'm like, dude, Super Bowls are the best things ever. <laughs> They're the best things ever, bro. They're so good. Which we got a couple other good ones later on. But not, in my mind, nothing has topped those. Could that be a nostalgic thing of reason why I've got those number one and two? Maybe. I don't know. But in my mind, nothing can top 08 because of how good the game was combined with the underdog story. Combined how there's not been a movie made about this season yet is kind of kind of shocking to me. Eli play Eli. I don't I think Eli's a little too old to play Eli now. But he could still play Eli, bro. <laughs> no, you, you you need to get Daniel Jones to play Eli. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Did you did you see what Daniel Jones' rookie year when he finally took the starting job from Eli Manning? Uh-oh. What someone like post on social media said? I saw, I saw a post on social media. This is one of the best posts I've ever seen. The post said, Daniel Jones looks like an actor playing Eli Manning in a movie about Peyton Manning. <laughs> That's fantastic, actually. It's such a good post, man. I, uh, that was fantastic. That's fantastic, actually. Yes. But anyway, yeah, that's my number one. Uh, anything, anything you guys want to say about this game? I mean, not really. That pretty much sums up the whole game. Was just, yeah. I mean, the game was good, but that helmet catch just—that was on another level. I have just, never like, seen. Insanity. Yeah, I, I. Of all the years that I've been watching sports really closely, I have never seen another play that made me jump, hands on head, scream, or whatever. I've never had a reaction to anything. Okay. The Odell Beckham catch. The Odell Beckham Jr. catch made me jump like more in like the, an instant reaction, like, oh my God. But as far as like still the aftermath of the play still being like, what? I can't believe what I just saw. That was insane. And like the drive wasn't over. Like we still had like three or four more plays after that. Like it was still like, even after they threw that touchdown to Plexico Burez, Burez, how do you say that last name? Even after they threw that touchdown, it was still. You you were still insanely excited about the helmet catch. Like the Plexico Burris touchdown almost goes unnoticed. Like nobody even really talks about it. Like yeah. who cares? Yeah. The the helmet catch. It's insane. Anyway, I, I just man, that's always gonna be number one for me. 
And honestly, I can't believe neither one of you had this number one. Now, for Ben, it makes a little more sense because he's just so young. He really doesn't remember the Super Bowl without highlights. Tanner, you claim you don't really remember it without highlights either, do you? No, I've watched it. No, I've watched it because it's on YouTube. I've watched it. I just, like I said, man, like the Patriots Eagles Super Bowl, like that's. It was great. That's going to be hard to beat, honestly. Yeah, it was great. All right. So that was our top 10. Here are some honorable mentions. So the highest point total for honorable mention was was one that I put. I gave this one three points. So I had this one at my number eight. It was Saints Colts. It says twenty nineteen. That is not correct. I, it's supposed to say two thousand nine. Oh, actually, no, it's not. That's not right either. Is it? I'm trying to think of when this was. I think it was two thousand. Anyway, whenever the Saints and Colts played against each other, I can't remember what year this was now. Whatever. Saints-Colts, this was the, the game that the Saints went for an onside kick, a surprise onside kick at a halftime. The Saints ended up winning by two touchdowns because of a pick six at the end of the game on Peyton Manning. So the score looks further apart than the game actually was. But this game was actually very close and very entertaining. And the the balls by Sean Payton to do a a surprise onside kick at a halftime in the Super Bowl. I mean, that's crazy, bro. I I really think this game deserves to be in our top ten. I'm I'm really shocked that it's not. To be honest with you, do, do either of you all remember this game? Do, why why did you all not have this on your list? Which one were you talking? Saints Colts. Uh, I, no, I honestly don't remember it too much. But you don't even remember the surprise onside kick at a halftime. I remember talking about it, but no, not really. Okay. Tanner, why don't you have it on yours? I refuse to put a Colts team on my list. They've lost. I know, but still. And I don't really remember the game here. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. The one that I almost put on my list, but I didn't, was the Panthers Broncos with Cam Newton and Peyton Manning. I considered it, but the... I mean, Cam Newton just played so bad. Yeah, it, it was more for the fact that it was like Peyton Manning Super Bowl and Cam Newton was a big name and then he he just didn't play good. Like the de- the Panthers defense won that game. That's what happened. But you mean the Broncos defense? The, the yeah, sorry, the Broncos defense. Yeah, yeah. But I mean Peyton Manning really didn't play good either. So it it was just bad offense. That whole that whole season the Broncos defense carried Peyton Manning. Yeah. The whole time. Was it, it was Von Miller that made the play for the Broncos yeah. to get the touchdown, right? Yeah, that was the play that was really strange because it looked like Cam Newton could like rec- could jump on it and recover it, and he just decided no, he just decided he wasn't yeah. going to. It was very odd. Very he made strange. a decision about his shoulder because he's talked about like why he didn't jump on it. I don't care, bro. You're in the Super Bowl. Screw yeah. your shoulder. I mean, obviously his shoulder is messed up. <laughs> Dude has never played Saints. Nope. Yeah, it's just so sad, dude. I loved watching Cam Newton. Dude, Cam Newton in his prime was different. He dude. was fun. That was fun to watch for yeah. sure. Tanner, you got any honorable mentions you want to mention here? I actually had. This is the one that I said I was definitely gonna have to explain. Yeah, you're gonna have to explain this. I'm looking at it right now. I actually had the Bucks and KC on my list. The only reason I did was I enjoyed seeing. Pat should run for his life all day, to be honest. What should have been Tom Brady's last year? Yeah. Retired. Could have walked into the sunset. Yeah. Yep. 
I yeah, that game was atrocious. It was atrocious, but I enjoyed seeing Pat run for his lawful game. Okay, so and then it's Brady's last Super Bowl, so that holds a very special place in my life. a game on my honorable mentions. I actually give this one two points. Chiefs at Forty ers Patrick Mahomes' first Super Bowl. Whenever they were behind, and they ended up coming back at the end, and then Jimmy Garoppolo has the chance to throw the bomb touchdown at the end. It just misses the guy. That Super Bowl was entertaining, and Patrick Mahomes was like, he wasn't what he is now. Like he was like that was his first year as a starter, and that was like he was kind of the underdog story. Like this is the this is this is the young guy. I want to root for this guy, and that was a fun fun game. And I was rooting against the 49ers at the time. So it was that was a fun one. I'm glad that they ended up pulling it off. And Jimmy Garoppolo, just imagine how different things would be, guys, right now. Like even to this day. If 49 if if Jimmy Garoppolo hits that throw, if he hits that throw and they win the Super Bowl, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably still the quarterback of the 49ers. He's probably still there. Yeah. They don't draft Trey Lance. Now, maybe they still do drop Brock Purdy with the last pick in that draft. Maybe they would have. Brock Purdy's still getting the starting job. Probably. Brock okay. The next Brock Purdy never gets the starting job if Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance both don't get hurt. Well, but, but they never draft Trey Lance, then he only needs one guy to get hurt. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, even right now. Oh, yeah, like, never would. Same with Tom Brady. He never would have got a chance if Drew Bledsoe didn't get hurt. But Yeah. It's the same thing. It worked out better for the 49ers, but. Yeah. Anyway, so so not so not honorable not honorable mentions. What do you guys think is the worst Super Bowl in that span? So from 2008 to now, what was the worst Super Bowl? Honestly, Seahawks Broncos. Okay, that's fair. The Seahawks just obliterating the Broncos. I don't remember what year that was. This is my sophomore year of high school, so I think it was 2013. So 2013. I'm trying to find it right now. It was. 2014. Tanner's going to get mad at me for this. I, my legitimate answer Rams Patriots. No, that's my legitimate answer is Rams Patriots. That was the worst. I was expecting that was the worst Super Bowl. My legitimate answer is Buccaneers Chiefs. Okay, that one's bad, but I don't think it's as bad as these other two. Just because, like, I. The expectations coming into it, it was high. were set so high. It was like, oh my gosh, Mahomes, Brady, this is passion, the torch game. This is going to be so awesome. And it was just completely one-sided from the word go. Like, there was zero chance of this being a competitive game. And it was hyped up to be such a big thing. And for me, honestly, it's probably... The the reason I would say the other ones is because this is probably the only one that I actually had like really high expectations. Like I knew what the two teams were. I knew everything they did throughout the seasons. Like I thought it was going to be a really good game, and it was just a massacre. Like it was just such a big letdown for me on top of not being a good game that it was just like. What was weird about that game was that going into it, I was not aware of how bad the Chiefs' offensive line was. Like I, yeah. for some reason, know. they didn't have that stigma going into that game. I don't know if it's as, I don't know if they were as bad all season. I just think that Bucks defense dude just tore them up. Yeah. Like I think it was more of a the Bucks defense tore them up more than a 
Chiefs offense just played that bad, honestly. Yeah. Like, I think the Bucks defensive line was just that good. You could be right. Yeah. I, I still think that Rams-Patriots was the worst. I mean, I, I saw analysts trying to defend it after the game online and stuff on social media. Like, anybody that's saying this is the worst Super Bowl ever doesn't just really, they just don't really know football. I just completely disagree with whoever's saying that. I That's just... Was it 13-3? I don't know what, I don't remember what the final score was, but I just, the I don't care what the stats show. I don't... I don't care how bad the stats are. I don't care how bad the score was. I just, watching the game, it just made me want to throw up. It was just disgusting the whole time. It was just, it was. That was the Murray 5 halftime show, wasn't it? Was it? 13 to 3. Patriots win 13, Rams 3. And that was in 2019. That was just, oh my gosh, man. I, I, I just hated, I, I forced myself to watch every second of that game and I regretted every second of it. That was just abysmal. It was so excruciating to sit through that. That was ridiculous. I hated it. So, so bad. I think I watched that with you at your parents' house. You're, I'm pretty sure I did. Mm. No? I'm that was Maroon 5. Oh, okay, well, you weren't there, but I was there. Yeah. It was terrible. No, but a lot of people, one of the reasons that they were saying it wasn't as bad is the year before that was Patriots Eagles. So they were saying that it was coming off Belichick's worst defensive coaching performance to his best I don't care. defensive coaching performance. I don't care. So, and I mean, I'm all for, I uh, I can enjoy a really good defensive football game. Mm. Okay. I, I'm not one of these guys where like, I have to have points. I think it's a great football game. Yeah. It could be low scoring and me still think it's a good football game. That was not a good football game. Okay. I, it just. It just, I don't want to go back and watch it. It just wasn't. Oh God, no, you don't. I don't no, I you don't, do, bro. No, like I watched it, but I kind of want to go back and rewatch it. God, that that just sounds like torture. I mean, that just sounds terrible. I don't. No way. No way. If I'm trying to, if I'm trying to extract information from a terrorist, bro, I'm going to show him that game and force him. To, and I'll tell him if you tell me what I want to know, I'll turn it off. Okay, if you tell me what I want to know, I'll turn it off for you. I don't think you, you know what. Be, I don't think you would be able to make it through the, your own terrorism. Yeah, like, maybe not. <laughs> playoff game though that that season that was really really good that I loved watching. You remember the seat? No, not Seahawks. The the Rams Cowboys game. No, do you I remember that Rams Cowboys game? I don't remember that one. That was a good game, bro. I don't remember any Cowboys game because I just they just all run together because they always just choke. But they lost, so that's why. Yeah. That was when the Rams were still playing at the Coliseum. Okay, you have no idea. I mean, what happened in the game? I mean, it was just it was a fantastic game. Uh, that Todd Gurley ran for like I think Todd Gurley had like over two hundred yards on the ground that game. Like he tore. Them and he bent that defensive line over. Okay, so well, unless you guys got something else you want to point out about these games, we're done with our list. I want to run through some coach hirings that have happened the past couple of days. The Seahawks just hired the Ravens defensive coordinator. I cannot remember his name. I'm sorry. Shoot, I just had it pulled up a second ago. Give me just a sec. Do do do. Raven Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald. There's too many McDonald, McDaniels, McDaniel. There's too many of those in the NFL right now. Change your name, somebody. I mean, my goodness. It's too much to keep track of. Anyway, so Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator from the Ravens, hired to the Seahawks. Now, 
piggybacking off of that, the Packers were seemed like they had their eyes on the Ravens' defensive line coach as their defensive coordinator. But when Mike McDonald got hired as the head coach with the Seahawks, it seems like he's taking that defensive line coach with him as his defensive coordinator. So the Packers couldn't get him. Packers now are hiring the Boston College head coach as their defensive coordinator. I've never seen this before of any level of football. Have you guys ever seen a head coach of, of a college team or NFL team, whatever level it is, have you ever seen a head coach leave his head coaching position to become a defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator? I have never seen that before. Not that I can remember, though. But I, I mean, even, even going from a, a college head coach to the NFL, I've never seen a college head coach in the NFL go take a coordinator position in the NFL. Never seen that before. Very interesting situation because he was not fired as a head coach. Like he was still the head coach of Boston College and he just left to come be the defensive coordinator for the Packers. So very interesting. But I have high hopes. I, I, I like the thinking out of the box approach for the Packers. So but we'll see. You know, I, it can't be much worse than Joe Barry, though it can only go up from here. So I got high hopes for him. We'll see what happens. And I like going young. I like going, we want, just get young staff, man. The Packers have got a young team. Let's just get an all young staff. I, I'm all for that, for sure, 100%. What other coaches? Commanders still have not hired a coach yet, right? But they're no. they're claiming they're go, they're thinking about who? Oh, Dan Quinn. Dan, yeah, Dan well, Quinn is rumored to be, to might become the head coach of the Commanders. That would suck. Yeah, I don't think that's a good fit either. If that happens, the commanders are just going to be trash for quite a while if that happens. I actually, I just looked. The reason that they didn't hire the Lions offense coordinator is, well, he pulled his own name out of the race anyways. Right. But apparently he was asking for too much money, which is just a stupid reason not to hire a guy that you think is going to be an awesome head coach. If he, well, if you have reason to believe that he's going to be an awesome head coach, like, yes. Just, but, okay, so here's the thing. The Lions offensive coordinator, I can't remember his name. But it's been something. Been, uh, anyway, wh- whoever he is, well, he was smart. Look, he knows that taking that commander's job, it's not a good job. Okay. I disagree. I, I just, I just, their think, offense with, dude, he could do so much fun stuff. I, I'm talking about the whole organization, though. I just don't believe they have a this. new, Owner, new I know, GM. I know they're that, redoing. There's everything. promise. There's promise there. I agree, but it's just not been proven. It's it's very risky. So I think he knew, like, hey, if I wait one more year, the Cowboys' job is probably coming open. The Steelers' job might be coming open. The Steelers' job. Mike Tomlin's not going anywhere. He might. He might leave. He's not gonna get fired, but he might leave. No, he's not leaving the Steelers. The Jaguars' job may come open. Yeah. The, who else am I thinking about here? There was another there's another good one somewhere that I'm just forgetting right the now. Panthers. The Raiders job may come open. The the Panthers probably will, but he I mean that's worse than the Commanders, way worse than the Commanders at this point. Anyway, there's there's it's looking like there's going to be some promising jobs opening up next year. So, I mean maybe he's just holding. He was asking for he he asked for an amount of money that he knew that he wasn't going to be given. And he's like, "Hey, if they do give it to me, I guess I'll go." But if not, oh well. His name is Ben Johnson, by the way. Wow, what a garbage name. That is, that is, wow. <laughs> I mean, okay, you can't get much more plain than that. Ben Johnson, all right. That, that's no, that's not even salt and pepper. That's just, that's nothing. 
No seasoning at all. That's that's brutal right there. All right, Tanner, tell us about the Titans defensive coordinator hiring. Yeah, so they hired Denard Wilson, who was the defensive backs coach for the Ravens this year. He was at the Ravens this year. He was with the Eagles in 21 and 22. Oh, so they lost that guy, and the Eagles defense went to crap. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. And obviously, the Baltimore had the number one had the number one scoring defense this year. So, I mean, I I really like this hire, man. I don't know a lot about this guy, to be honest. And you said he was defensive backs coach. He is their defensive backs coach. Yeah, that's perfect Back. for the Titans. Literally, massive. They that's what they need. Literally, massive. Perfect. Yeah, massive, and especially coming out from the Raiders. Raiders from the Ravens organization with how good their defense was this year. So, dude, I I love this hire, man. I really, really do. Yeah, that seems like a good fit, man. Great hire. Yeah, just I'm really excited to see because they let go. We let go of man. It's late. I'm struggling with names. Our offensive coordinator, Todd Downing. Thank no, not Todd Downing. You, I thought you said offensive. Our current offensive coordinator. Gosh, dude. Brian Callahan. No, that's our head coach. The guy we just hired as oh, our head coach. I don't Dad know. it, man. I can see his face. Anyway, it, we just let him go. He was only with us one year, but we fired him. So, not your offensive coordinator? Yeah. our offensive. I thought Todd Downing was your offensive coordinator. Last year. He was not our offensive coordinator this year. We fired him last year. Okay. Well, whatever. Todd Downing's the dude that got arrested on a DUI after we beat the Packers last season. <laughs> Celebrating, bro. <laughs> this is driving me crazy. Titans. I, I can't. Tim Kelly. That's right. Tim okay. Kelly. Yeah, so we, we got rid of Tim Kelly. So, uh, not Tim Kelly. What? Then make up your mind, That's bro. definitely the right name. Yeah, it is Tim Kelly. I'm second. Dude, it's late. I'm second. Huh. Myself. Yeah, Me. so we got rid of Tim Kelly. Really looking forward to seeing who they get as the offensive coordinator, even though Brian Callahan's going to call plays. So, yeah, man. I like I like how the whoever gets the offensive coordinators are relevant. It doesn't matter. No, I wouldn't say it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. It's irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. It's not irrelevant. But yeah, hey listeners, I'm nodding my head right now. Yes. No. It, hey it listeners, I'm calling Brandon. <laughs> All right, let's end it right there. We're getting tired, boys. I'm so tired. Anyway, so we've still got two more episodes before the Super Bowl. Next week, we'll probably do one episode that we focus primarily on like bold predictions for the Super Bowl, crazy things that we may think are going to happen. And then I will do another episode that will focus probably mostly on betting, different kind of prop bets and stuff that we're looking at for that game. And we'll probably even look for weird stuff because the Super Bowl has a lot of weird kind of prop bets that you can do. So we'll be looking for stuff like that as well. Ben's already brought up Gatorade bath color. So we'll, we'll be looking for stuff like that. And sports books do allow you to bet on that kind of stuff. It is in there. So anyway, we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Maybe Monday. could be Sunday, but maybe probably Monday. One of those two days. And we'll, that'll, be our, that'll be our bold prediction episode. So, All right, Tanner, close us out. What did Newton think when he discovered gravity? What? Shit's about to go down. <laughs>